Welcome to the Time of Your Life, brought to you by the Seniors Association Kingston Region. This is your program talking about everything under the sun for seniors, from health and lifestyle to entertainment, travel, and much, much more. It's one of the most common ailments affecting over 4.5 million Canadians, but the effects vary from person to person. There's no one-size-fits-all formula for arthritis. I'm Ken Day, and this week we find out more about arthritis from Lisa Robinson of the Arthritis Society here in Kingston. I'm a registered physiotherapist. Uh, I did my degree initially in human kinetics and then in physiotherapy, and I've been working in Kingston since 2006. Uh, With the Arthritis Society? Uh, Initially, I was actually working in private practice and in one of the local uh, long-term care homes, and then I started with the Arthritis Society three years ago. All right, now you back up a bit. You mentioned your your training. Yes, you might have heard of kinesiology. Um, It's often a course that people use as a precursor to to different things. It's it's often used actually as a precursor for teaching or. Um, medicine, physiotherapy. It gives you a nice background of, of anatomy and physiology, um, but also has a sports component if people are interested in going that route. If you simplify that, is it basically how the body moves? Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. So there's a logical jump to physiotherapy. There is. <clears throat> yeah. What about arthritis now? Um, this is probably, I would say, one of the more common ailments of the human race, and it seems to affect older people possibly more. You may know, you may have more details on that. What precisely is arthritis? Uh, so that there's actually over a hundred different types of arthritis. So that that's not a, a simple answer. This is osteoarthritis, and that is that the cartilage that lines the ends of our joints it degenerates, and so you end up with less room in between the bones um, in your joint, and and that leads to to pain and disability. Uh, but there's an entire other division of arthritis that is actually classified as an autoimmune disease. And those are your diseases such as rheumatoid arthritis, psoriatic arthritis, lupus, uh, gout, um, and, a, and a whole host of other ones. Um, yeah. So but, a, a, a number of diseases that we didn't associate with our arthritis are in fact some form of arthritis. Yeah. Um, gout is one that you always think of as an old an ancient type disease. I mean, yeah, if you read yeah. uh, Dickens, uh, people are afflicted with gout. Uh, what is gout anyway? So gout is actually when you you have an accumulation of uric acid uh, in your body. There's too much uric acid within your joints. Uh, and as you can imagine, that that's very painful, and, and people get these gout flares that can be really quite excruciating, uh, where the joint becomes very, very hot and swollen and inflamed. Um, and ultimately, it's up to the, the rheumatologist. Their responsibility is to determine the proper medication to use to get your uric acid levels back under proper control. Since there are so many different forms of arthritis, mm-hmm. uh, is it fair to assume as well there are a multitude of treatments available? There are. Um, I think the the inflammatory side of arthritis, so these diseases such <clears throat> as rheumatoid arthritis and psoriatic arthritis, have really made leaps and bounds in the treatment options in the past uh, several decades uh, with a with a host of new drugs that can really keep the the 
disease under much better control than we used to have it. Um, osteoarthritis is, is still really tricky. I think our options for treating osteoarthritis are still fairly conservative, um, whether you're looking at the physiotherapy portion of it, which is, is exercise or use of modalities, or use of things such as uh, anti-inflammatories or painkillers. Um, and then, of course, we probably, everybody knows somebody who has had either a hip or a knee replaced. So there is essentially no cure. No, there's not, no. So if you're looking at inflammatory arthritis, we have drugs that can put you um, in remission. I mean, that that's ultimately the goal, is to allow the person to get into remission. But the, the idea of a completely drug-free remission um, is not achievable to most people. And for osteoarthritis, no, there's no cure. There's only management. Management, though, would come in different forms as well. It does, yeah. And it depends on uh, the degree of arthritis. So, um, so if you were a golfer and you had a bad hip, that means you're probably not going to golf. Oh, I, I'm not sure that you have to stop golfing altogether. I, you know, we really, really try to encourage people to keep going uh, with their activities. But it might mean that you do nine holes instead of 18. Or it might mean that if it's bad enough that you cart as opposed to walk. So the, there's modifications that you make to your activities to ensure that you can keep going. Um, arthritis, it, it, it affects a huge amount of people. About one in six people are affected by arthritis. Um, and if every single person stopped doing any activity, <laughs> it would lead to some pretty big problems, wouldn't it? Oh, certainly. I can imagine that. Is it more prevalent among the older than the younger? It's actually a bit of a misconception. Um, so what I said before about one in six people having uh, arthritis, well, two-thirds of those are actually under the age of 65. And, and of those, you're looking at probably about 24,000 under the age of 18. Um, osteoarthritis, the one that's the generation degeneration, is more common amongst people as they begin to age. Um, but the autoimmune diseases can strike at any age. You could be a young child and, and be uh, diagnosed with what we call juvenile idiopathic arthritis. So for the older person, is it really just a function of the body aging and starting to wear out that's for osteo? That's part of it. Yeah, that is part of it. So the the cartilage um, does tend to wear out as we age, but there's a whole slew of factors involved in that. Some of it's genetics, some of it's your lifestyle, your body weight. Um, there's also a predisposition if you have... Um, previous injuries. So if you fracture a bone, if you injure yourself, then the chances of you developing a secondary osteoarthritis are raised. Um, so it, it's a very complicated disease, and I think that's why they have yet to be able to find you know, a, a cure, per se. I wasn't aware of the genetic link. Yeah, there is, there is a genetic link, and I think one of the arguments that could be made is, is it's strictly a genetic link where, for instance, the hand arthritis in particular we know has a genetic link, or is one of the, the problems more of a congenital predisposition where is it the type of cartilage you have that 
perhaps wears out faster or is it the the congenital way that your bones and your joints are formed that predisposes you to to perhaps your cartilage wearing out faster so the way your body is is put together yeah basically and everybody is essentially different i mean the bones are in the same place the cartilage in the same place but not necessarily in the same alignment sort of thing that's right so just like some people develop um osteoporosis where the quality of their bone decreases they they end up with um decreased bone density their bones are thinner for some people could it be that the the cartilage um the quality of the cartilage is less um efficient than somebody else's potentially everybody's different everybody's different yep what about weight Weight. So weight weight is a big factor, especially when you're looking at the weight-bearing joints, so the hips, the knees, the back. Um, it's actually estimated that your body weight is about four times that is the equivalent of the stress on your knees, and about three times that is, is the stress on your hips. So you can imagine how if an individual, if they are carrying a little bit of extra weight, even small amounts of extra weight can lead to increased stress on the joints. And when you start getting increased stress on the joints, you're going to wear that joint out faster. Um, and that's one of the problems that we see with osteoarthritis is that frequently people are in pain, so they stop moving, they become more sedentary, they gain weight, they lose muscle mass, and it actually increases the progression of the disease, although what they're, what they're trying to do is they're just trying to ease off their pain. My guest is Lisa Robinson from the Kingston office of the Arthritis Society. What is your role as a physiotherapist? So the Arthritis Society, one division of the Arthritis Society is called the Arthritis Rehabilitation and Education Program. Um, And that is a group of physiotherapists like myself, occupational therapists and social workers who our main goal is really to um, teach self-management strategies to individuals with arthritis. So that's going to be providing them with the the knowledge and the education that they need about their disease. Um, That might be providing them with specific exercises. It might be braces or splints uh, or assistive devices, mobility devices. It can be a wide range of things. But what we're really trying to do is, is teach the person what their disease means to them and how they can manage it as as well as possible. What's the most common misconception you run into when you're you're dealing with your people? Oh, well, I, I think there's probably two greatest <clears throat> misconceptions. One is that arthritis is an old person disease, which it's not, uh, and that um, people I think they think of this disease still as being strictly wear and tear, and so in their minds often they think, okay, well. I'll do as little as possible to avoid wearing out my joints, but that's, that we know that that doesn't work uh, and that that actually just leads to further disability and other health issues as well. Um, arthritis is, is the leading cause of disability in Canada um, and a huge economic burden. You're looking at about oh, $33 billion spent on cost of treatment and lost productivity. Um, so I, I think we really need to educate the public on what arthritis is and what we need to be doing to manage it. And you've already said that it you know, affects knees, hips, hands, mm-hmm. pretty much anywhere in your body where you have a joint of some sort yep. or a connecting cartilage. Yep, that's right. You could have arthritis. 
That's right. Uh, and as, as healthcare practitioners who specialize in, in this form of arthritis, we're also trained to see the patterns. So when you're looking at osteoarthritis, we know which joints are more typical to develop osteoarthritis. Whereas if somebody comes in with uh, a, a different pattern, it starts raising red flags for us saying, okay, well, these joints are typically affected by rheumatoid arthritis, not osteoarthritis. Um, and, and that is one way that we help differentiate in between the different types of arthritis. So uh, for the different types of arthritis, I presume there would be different kinds of exercise to help manage mm-hmm. the, the pain? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I think that ends up being a combination of what joints are affected, um, and, but also what functional difficulties that person is having. So if somebody comes in and their main complaint is that um, they, their writing quality has decreased, they can't get the tops off of bottles, um, and they're having difficulty sewing, um, then obviously I'm going to give them quite different exercises than the person who comes in and says they can't walk more than a block because of the pain in their knees. Um, so it depends on the joint and it depends on their functional limitations and, and what it is that they're hoping to get back to to achieve. I'd like to pick up on the hand issue in a moment because that seems to be something that really bothers people. But mm-hmm. before we do that, uh, I just wonder if uh, you've mentioned replacements, for example, hip replacements, mm-hmm. yeah. knee replacements. If you have a replacement, it doesn't necessarily mean you won't develop arthritis again or elsewhere? So elsewhere, um, yes. Yeah. So if you if you have a left knee replacement, um, then it's entirely possible that you might down the road need a right knee replacement, although that's by no means guaranteed. Osteoarthritis isn't um, a symmetrical disease, whereas rheumatoid arthritis tends to be fairly symmetrical. So it's entirely possible that somebody could just have one really bad joint um, or you might have multiple bad joints. You know, I've seen individuals who have had both hips and both knees replaced. Um, So although once that joint is gone, you're not going to develop arthritis in that joint anymore, um, the the joint replacements only last a certain amount of time, which is something that we struggle with uh, because if somebody gets severe arthritis at a young age and if they if they're forced to get a hip replacement or a knee replacement at a young age we know that there's a good chance that they're going to have to have that redone in the future um knees it's estimated that those will last you about a decade whereas hips tend to to last a little bit longer somewhere around 12 to 14 years still longer than the tires on your car Definitely. Let's come back to the hands again, because okay. as far as being human, I mean, I guess it's what makes us human, opposable thumbs mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. That's got to be the most mentally debilitating form of arthritis, because things that you have always done become painful or a serious challenge. Now, how do you help people with that kind of a situation where the hands are what are affected? The, the hands are definitely difficult, and uh, for individuals who, the, the typical knuckles that have become enlarged, that's, that's bony spurs that have formed, and you can't stop that. So what you have to do is, is we would give you specific exercises to try to keep up the range of motion as well as you can, uh, but we also do a lot of splinting. So as you had mentioned, the thumbs in particular, um, yes, they are kind of what what qualifies us as being uniquely human, the idea of this opposable thumb, but they do seem to be, unfortunately, 
prone to getting quite a bit of arthritis in the base and that can be hugely limiting. Um, but there's a lot of really nice splinting options out there to stabilize the joint and to try to protect the joint. And we have specific exercises to, to do our best to maintain the strength and the mobility around that joint. Um, worst case scenario, you have more invasive options such as cortisone injections, um, which which provide um, not a cure but a limited source of pain relief. Um, or in, in really end-stage arthritis, there is a surgery option that's available that's not entirely unsimilar to what you're looking at with the hips and the knees, where they're basically going in and, and taking out part of the joint, and they replace it with a piece of tendon and try to get it lined back up. The uh, Senior Center has regular arthritis clinics. They show up on their, their calendar online. Uh, what are they all about? So that that's myself as part of this AREP program, the Arthritis Rehabilitation Education Program. I go there on the first and third Tuesday of each month, and what I'm providing is a one-on-one assessment with individuals with arthritis. So um, the nice thing about this program is that it's free. Um, We're sponsored by the Ministry of Health, so anybody, whether it's your doctor or whether you yourself just want to call the 1-800 number and you can request to have an appointment made with uh, a therapist to say if you're just trying to learn more about your condition or if you're having specific functional difficulties. And uh, it usually takes about an hour. We have a one-on-one meeting and we discuss what's going on and what steps we can take to, to try to get it to be more manageable. Are the clinics busy? Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they typically are full or close to full. Um, so it's, it's, I think, a good source of education for people. And, and sometimes people only come once, and that might be all that they need. They just needed the information on how they can try to manage it themselves. And sometimes it's, it's um, a more difficult situation where I might see somebody two, three, four times, depending on what they need. Um, and part of that might be helping to link them to the proper resources in the community, somebody who potentially needs to speak with an orthopedic surgeon or a rheumatologist, or they just need to know what's available out there in the community for them. Uh, just restate that. How do you make an appointment for that? So you can, your, your family doctor, your nurse, any, any health professional can fax through a referral to us, or um, you can just call our 1-800 number, uh, which is 1-800-321-1433. Um, so you would call the 1-800 number and, and say, you know, I've got arthritis in my hands or my knees, whatever it might be, and that you would like to make an appointment. Um, and the Arthritis Society, we, we're, we're all over the place. So, yes, we, we are at the Senior Centre. Um, we've got a clinic here on Wellington Street. We also go out into the community. So I, for instance, go to Belleville once a week and Trenton once a month. Uh, we have someone in Brockville. We have someone in Madoc. So we really try to, to reach as many people as we can. Well, we've learned a lot about arthritis and how wide-ranging the subject actually is, but can we focus, just to wrap this up a bit, on uh, exercise and what that can do for a person with arthritis? Uh, so if you already have a type of exercise that you like, it might just be that you need to have some modifications to it. For instance, if you're doing yoga but you're struggling with some of the exercises that require you to be bending your wrist a lot or or getting up and down off the floor, it might just need some modifications. Or if you're somebody who has been 
previously sedentary, you might really be starting at square one and, and you need a lot of advice on where to go. Um, if we're looking at the weight-bearing joints, then we often encourage people to get in the water. Um, I think the show is doing... Uh, Aquafit. Aquafit, yeah. Aquafit is a fantastic form of therapy. Um, the buoyancy of the water makes it about 50% of your weight on your joints. So if you're having issues with your hips, your knees, your back, that's really a great option for you. Um, and if you're using one of the local hydrotherapy pools, then that nice warm water can help with pain relief, muscle relaxation, so lots of really great features to doing Aquafit, or even if you don't want to join the class, even just getting in the water and walking laps in the water or just doing some range of motion in the water. Do, do exercise programs or, or recommendations differ from men to women? Women are more likely to develop arthritis. Two-thirds of those with arthritis are actually women. Um, so in that sense, you probably see more women who are requiring specific assistance, whether it's modifications, splints, braces, whatever it might be. Um, but that doesn't mean that you don't see lots of men at the same time who might be having problems with their arthritis. We've covered an awful lot of ground, but is there anything that we missed that you would like to talk about regarding arthritis? Uh, well, I, I think it's great for people to know that the Arthritis Society even exists because a lot of people don't even know about us. Um, and the Arthritis Society, what we're trying to do is we're trying to teach the the frontline healthcare workers, so the nurser, the nurses, the pharmacists, the, the doctors, we're trying to teach them about the different forms of arthritis so that they're able to recognize the differences in between, for instance, osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis and be making appropriate healthcare decisions for these people. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Lisa Robinson is a physiotherapist with the Arthritis Society. The office is located at 308 Wellington Street in downtown Kingston. There's more information available as well on the Arthritis Society website, www.arthritis.ca, or by calling the Arthritis Information Line at 1-800-321-1433. You have been listening to The Time of Your Life, presented by the Seniors Association Kingston Region on CFRC 101.9 FM. For 40 years now, the association has been keeping seniors busy with scores of programs and activities at the Senior Center on Francis Street. If you have any comments, suggestions, or story ideas, or if you'd like to volunteer, contact the Senior Center at 613-548-7810. The Time of Your Life is produced for CFRC 101.9 FM by volunteers on behalf of the Seniors Association Kingston Region. Music